Ah, we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up and buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I'm represented. Ooh, ooh, big fish shit. Y'all know what it is. Got the OG Big Fish Podcast. Excited for this one today. Uh, definitely excited for this one today. The last one was, what did we do last week? We were talking about how soft society has made us, this world and everything else, and how it's impacted things. But today, we're getting a little bit more upbeat, and we're going to figure out the secret to our success lies within. That's what we're going to take a little bit of a deep dive into. The secret to our success lies within, and we're going to figure out Is it accurate? Is it BS? Is it sometimes? And how can we apply this in our day-to-day lives to accomplish our goals and win? But first things first, got to thank everybody that's been listening, everybody that's been sharing the podcast with your family, your friends, your ops, everybody. (laughs) Whether you get along with somebody, maybe if you, matter of fact, this could be an icebreaker. If If you do not get along with somebody, maybe share a podcast with them. And get their views. And that'll give you guys a chance to maybe talk a little bit more about, let's, let's say you don't get along with somebody on your job. Take the pressure off the job. Maybe you guys can talk about something else that you might, may, who knows, see eye to eye on. If it goes left, though, it's not my fault. All right. So today, we're going to get right into it. And this topic kind of came up. I'm always thinking about different ways that, you know, we can not necessarily rely on outside sources, but look internally to accomplish what we're looking to accomplish. Because the more we can put the onus and all the pressure on ourselves, it takes away from all those factors that we can't control. We want to control as much as we can in order to get to our you know, end destination. Certain things we're not going to be able to control, but we want to make sure that as many things that we can handle on our plate, we put them on our plate. So that way, whether we fail, whether we win, It's all on us. If we fail, we can learn from it because it's all on us. And if we win, we can, uh, you know, build off of that confidence and get on to the next one. But so, do y'all remember that viral Kanye interview with Sway when he said, you don't have the answer, Sway? I think they were talking about Kanye really trying to penetrate the clothing industry. And Kanye was having trouble and he was up there complaining and Sway more or less had the mindset of, yeah, you could do this on your own. You could do this on your own. Like, do you need this big company, you know, to to help boost you? Do you need this person? Do you need that person? And Kanye pretty much was just saying, like, Sway, you don't know. I need I need all these, you know, this support system. You just don't know because I'm trying to do something big. And Sway hadn't done anything 
as enormous as where Kanye was trying to go with it. But it's funny because Kanye recently came out. I believe he recently apologized to Sway because now what he's doing is he's realizing that he can do it all himself. He doesn't want to do stuff with Adidas. He doesn't want to do stuff with Gap. He wants to control everything and therefore do it his way rather than, you know, it be somebody else's vision or something that you have to work on with other people. You get to a, uh, you know, you get to a level as Kanye, shoot, I'm trying to do something on my own. I done boosted Adidas sales, boosted Gap sales. I'm the one, like, so whatever. So his his thinking now has shifted towards, I do have all the answers, and Sway has all the answers, and all of the answers are within. And the more we can just look internally instead of looking externally, it's going to put us in the best possible position for us to win with our team and not necessarily feel that we have to go out and, you know, start working with other teams. But, you know, you got to figure out the situation as best for you. But the main point that I want to take away from is that we do have the answers. All right. So we've all heard the saying, the answers lie within. But what does that really mean? It seems like, you know, something that you would read on what are those like a fortune cookie or something on a, you know, when you drinking your tea in the morning and they have the little sayings on the little tab. It sounds like something like that. You know, the answers lie within. Okay, well, within what? You know, what exactly are we talking about? So let's look into that. There's definitely the accountability aspect of us always being in ultimate control of our destiny. Now, what is our destiny? Our destiny is comprised of all the different destinations we've reached throughout our lives along this journey. So that's how I look at it. But is it actually the answers that are within? Let's think about this in terms of advice. This is something that definitely I'm plagued by. But think about when one of your friends or family members is going through a situation. Think about it. For whatever reason... Well, well, we know the reason, but we are able to usually have a little bit more logic than whoever it is we're, we're talking to because they're the ones that are actually engaged in the situation. So we're able to use a little bit, you know, increased level of logic without getting caught up in the emotions as if we were the ones going through the situations ourselves. So we can have a clear stance. We can have reasoning and support. We can have the plan of implementation to go along with it. For us, it's very simple because we don't have that almost that feels uncontrollable emotional factor that can fog our judgment. Now, think about when it's actually us going through the same situation. Think about that. Think about when, you know, we we all tend to it's so it's so easy to give advice, isn't it? But now think about what what happens when we're in those same situations to where we we could have just given somebody advice in that same situation last week. Or we could be giving somebody advice right now in a situation about their relationship, anything else. But we can be in that same situation and not necessarily be taking that advice. Why? Because we got too much emotions tied in and for a bunch of reasons that we are going to touch on throughout this podcast. So think about when it's us going through that very same situation. Not as easy, right? We all know it's not as easy to take the advice that we would give to somebody else ourselves. Now, of course, we may not think as clearly to find the resolution, um, but even with the lapse in judgment, 
And I'm talking about when we're going through it ourselves, even with the lapse in, of judgment due to us having, you know, these emotions, us being the one that's actually in the game, not the one that can kind of armchair quarterback it and look at it from afar. But deep down, deep down, I'm going to make a claim that we still know what's right. Even when we're actually the ones going through it, our judgment's a little fogged, everything else, all the other factors that play into it because we're the ones actually in the situation. Deep down, my claim is that we still know what's right. Or at least we will know if we take a second, which we all should incorporate this into our unpacking whenever we're facing a situation. Take a second to sit back, think and process rather than simply react a reaction is just emotional that's emotional all right we don't want to react we want to process and then figure out the best approach to handle the situation all right so when i say that we typically deep down know what is right what do i even mean by right i mean what's honorable um, the you know the, the decision that's more aligned with your morals your principles the best solution. And when I say the best solution, I mean the solution that's going to get us to an outcome that would be in everyone's best interest. All right. So we also tend to know what's the dishonorable and wrong approach. <laughs> we may still react because we're so emotionally, we're upset. You know, we just want to react. You know, that person did this to me, so I'm just going to do that and we're reacting, we still know that that's not necessarily the most honorable approach or the one that aligns with our morals and how we would like to be treated ourselves. However, it's still there, right? It's still there, but but we know, we know. Now, that's where the discipline comes in. And which, which, which route are we going to take? So the problem is that we don't always see the quote-unquote right way as the easiest so what do we do when something's not easy and something may be a little bit more difficult what do we tend to do we make excuses so we may know you know the quote-unquote right way however if it's not easy even though it's probably the simplest way but if it's not easy we make excuses to entertain the other options so and, and what does this remind us? I believe we had a we had a podcast maybe a few weeks back, who knows, maybe a month or so back. But the discussion on comfort, comfort and discomfort. And we, this is something that we always talk about in our morning check in where it's, you know, when we're talking about training, whether that's physical training, training our minds, whatever that may be on the job. Putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations and the power of discomfort. So think about humans right now. We have been conditioned to do what makes us comfortable, period. Now, you can think about a lot of different examples and probably right now where we are in society, which is what we kind of talked about last week with things being so soft. This may be the most comfort conditioning state that we've ever been in. Everything is based on comfort. Think about it. The greater the technology and to couple that with just where our mindsets are, like I said, with us getting real soft. But what do we do? 
We wake up in the morning. We turn on the shower. What do we want? We want the water. We all know what exactly. You, you know what water, what temperature you like, your partner likes, you know. We all like to tend to have the warm shower. Some like hot showers. Um, I've, I've talked to a few people that do the cold showers just to make themselves uncomfortable. But for the majority of us, we're getting in the shower. We want to feel good. We're already mad that we're waking up this early. And we're looking for a comfortable water temperature. Done. We're looking for a comfortable scent with the soap that we wash with. Then we get dressed. Uh, you know, we tend to look at look for something comfortable to wear, especially, look, think about the pandemic. Think about the pandemic when we were on Zoom. Everything was on Zoom. How were people dressed up top? You know, they had their, you know, I guess at the beginning people still dressed up, but they, on the bottom, pajama pants, sweatpants, whatever it is, just to be comfortable. Then when we leave the house, think about it. We jump in our car. Before we even jump in the car, what do we do? We go on our phones. We turn our cars on. You know, in the winter, we want to warm it up. In the summer, we want to get the AC on, cool it down a little bit, just so it's the perfect temperature when we get in the car. We get in the car, the steering wheel. You may have a heated steering wheel. You may have a heated seat. We want to get it just right, just so we can be comfortable. All right, think about this. Every area of our lives convinces us to move towards comfort so there's two ways to go about it two ways to go about it and or i should say to combat this for one we can convince ourselves with discipline and consistency that the best approach is the honorable one now on the other side now that's the that's the one that makes the most sense to me right that's the one that you know easy hard i don't even know what easy and hard means it's so subjective. I try not to even use those in our, you know, my vocab when, when it's determining, you know, what situation I'm going to do or what situation I'm going to move towards. And, you know, me and a lot of you guys, I'm sure, being competitors, we, we like to choose the hard one. But that's not the majority of us. So let's focus on the majority. So, like I said, there's two ways you can go about it. Convince ourselves with discipline and consistency that the best approach is the honorable one, right? The best approach, the honorable one, the one that's going to uh, be the most righteous, the one that's going to get us to our desired destination. Or we can be the type of person, which I've actually, I'm sure we've all grown up with these type of people, that for whatever reason, you tell them don't touch the stove. You tell them, hey, just do this, be, you know, uh, be, be kind in school, you know, behave in school, whatever it may be, they tend to just go the opposite way. You know, those type of people that just tend to make life more difficult for themselves and you just can't get it. You're like, yo, you have everything laid out for you. Why are you making things so difficult? But think about that person. Think about that person. We have to take and, and, and when actually, when you think about it, I have to address this. A lot of those decisions that that type of person is making, they're actually doing it because that's comfortable for them, even though it's uncomfortable for us. Now, for the people that, like I said, the, the, the second option is really, it's almost one that's real hard because for the, the majority of us, the let's say the average person, I guess that's a bad word to use, but majority of us, we would have to go into a situation and say, 
I'm choosing discomfort every time. I'm choosing discomfort every time because most of us aren't going to have the discipline, the focus and consistency to just really, you know, train our minds to always go, you know, to always say like, hey, this is the right approach. So therefore, I'm going to do that. But the only other option, and it's kind of similar to that one, but it it, kind of just allows you to realize like, hey, man, I'm never going to move towards, you know, the discomfort. I'm just not that type of person. Uh, However, I, I, I may accept a challenge every now and then. And accepting that challenge is knowing that where I want to go, it's probably the opposite of where I need to go. And if we have that mindset, and as I'm saying it, it's almost like that, that's so tough to do. Let's keep it simple. Let's keep it simple. I said there's two ways. No, we're scratching the second one. We're going with the first one. We want to just convince ourselves with discipline and consistency and focus that we are always going to make or focus or at least be aware of what decisions are on the positive side or what are on the negative side. And when I say positive, negative, I'm just talking about moving towards our goals or moving away from our goals. All right. What's what's going to be detrimental to me achieving my goals and winning and what's going to be conducive to me achieving my goals and winning. So that's how we're going to look at things. So where will these answers take us? You know, where will these answers take us? And I want to look at a few different areas of our lives that we can improve. We can make these certain improvements just by choosing discomfort. All right. Just by choosing discomfort and stepping out of this comfort zone of just doing what we feel like doing, because that's what I feel like doing. And that's what's comfortable for me at the time. So we talked about accomplishing goals. Very simple. If we're trying to accomplish goals and most of us, when we set goals for ourselves, it's not to do the same thing where we are. Um, And I and I hate bringing up this example, but this is it, it just makes the most sense. But when I you know, I feel like I'm like fat shaming or something like that. But let me switch it up a little bit. Let's say let's say my goal. Boom. Um, Let's say I weigh two, 210 pounds right now. My goal typically isn't to say, yeah, I just want to be where I'm at, you know, six months, uh, six months from now, six weeks from now. I just wrote out my goals and sent them to my boy G Mitch last week. And none of my goals I was able, I'm able to do right now. I'm not able, those are goals. So it's something that I'm trying to climb and get to, something that I'm trying to attain that I don't currently have. So with that understanding, Comfort would keep me in the same position that I'm in right now or comfort would make me go backwards. The only way for me to grow and for me to accomplish certain goals and put myself in a place where I'm not there yet, but I have to get there is to choose discomfort. To choose discomfort. We always hear the saying, you know, uh, pressure makes diamonds, Uh, you know, all, all of these different sayings. Work gets you results. Work gets you results. In order to sharpen something, you actually have to, you have to physically, you have to physically, when you're sharpening a knife, you have to, you know, what is, I forget the name of those, those things. My brother, he's a, he's a chef. When he's sharpening his knife, he has to sharpen it. He actually, actually sharpen his knife. If, if he doesn't do anything, 
then it's not going to get sharp. He has to actively sharpen his knife. And that's how we have to approach things. We have to actively every day be sharpening our skills so that way we can win and accomplish more goals. It's very simple. So let's look at this next category, a little bit more specific. On the job. Being more valuable on the job. Chances are, what happens? What, what usually happens on a job? First day, you're excited. All you want to do is you'll, you'll do anything. You'll take out the garbage. <laughs> you'll you'll um, clean the dishes in the lounge. You'll do anything, anything, just to bring value and to prove to your coworkers, to your manager, to your boss, whoever, that you are worth being on that, you are worth being in that position that you're in. And you want to justify getting paid, right? From a simple standpoint, you want to justify, I want you guys to feel good about paying me, period. Period. I want you, 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 I want everybody on my team to feel good as if I'm bringing a certain value to the table that you all should appreciate. That's what I want. So how to do that and what ends up happening after that first week, after that first year, you know, everybody gets comfortable. Everybody gets comfortable. I hate to pick on, you know, some of these like the you go to the post office, you know, those people who are comfortable in their jobs and not getting fired or a teacher. I forget what's it when a teacher can't be. When it's very hard for them to get it. tenured, I believe is the word. But you'll see the decline. Or when somebody signs like a guaranteed deal, what ends up happening? When players in sports get that big check, everybody tends to get comfortable. Every Nobody's thinking about how can I add more value on the job. They may be thinking that, but they've almost had this feeling where I've already arrived. I've been here. Um, most of the time, people feel like they should be getting paid more almost. You know, you're doing less, but feeling like you should get paid more just because you've been there for a long time. And it's backwards thinking. But the only way to bring a different type and more value on your job is to step out of your comfort zone and do what you have not already been doing. Don't do the same stuff that you did for the last two months or two years. Do something different. Do more. Learn a new skill. You know, we've all heard this. Well, a lot of us, you know, when it comes to team sports, the more you can do, all right, the more you can do, that's how you increase value. You pay more attention. You focus on the different problems that are coming up at work. Maybe you step outside of handling your stuff because, you know, you already mastered whatever you do and start learning somebody else's or start focusing on, damn, I saw you have a challenge there. How can I help you? That's how you add value. You step out of your comfort zone. The only way to grow, the only way to add more value is to do stuff that you're not currently already doing. And that's where discomfort comes in because it's not what you're used to doing. All right. So then look at this next topic, having better relationships and friendships. This is one that definitely, you know, I I, I can, uh, you know, say is very <laughs> it's funny. All right. So when I talk about having better relationships and friendships, one of the things that I'm on a six weeks challenge to do is to not critique anybody. Very hard for me. <laughs> very hard for me because I'm so I'm very direct and 
I just, it's very hard for me. I'm, I'm direct because I like helping people. I want people to accomplish their goals. I want people to maximize life, get the most that they can out of this life. Because that's my approach. That's how my mind works. If I, if I want to accomplish this goal, I'm going to be disappointed if I don't get it. I'm just not throwing goals out there and just say, ah, I'll get it next year. No, I'm going to be, I'm be mad as hell that I don't get this goal. So that's the only way that, you know, I've approached my goals. You know, they're they're real to me. So when it comes to, you know, my family and friends, sometimes everybody doesn't always take the criticism as constructive criticism. And even if they do, and I I admit it, I'm the same way. You know, your your, your coach tell you something, your manager tell you something, uh, your your partner tells you something. You know, sometimes you just before you even process what they're saying, you're already pushing back. You're already pushing back. You're already critiquing. You're already doing this and that. So for me, I just took a step back and I said, I'm not critiquing. I'm not critiquing. And there's been a, a few situations with family and friends in which this has come up. And I've managed to stick to it and not critique. And you know what? That I I, I don't I'm gonna be totally honest. I don't know if if it helped them get to their their result that they're looking for. However, for me, it definitely allowed me to not get so engaged in what they're doing and want something maybe a little bit more than what they want or, or care or, or maybe just have a different approach. But I, when I don't feel the need to critique or when I don't critique, even if I do feel the need, it, it, it's a more pleasurable conversation. And a lot of times, see, the real skill, the finesse is in even if you think somebody should be doing something a different way, allowing them to get there, right? That's what Dale Carnegie, I told y'all, I just finished that book, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's what, that's one of the premises of the book. To People have to get to whatever result you want them to get to. They have to feel that they got there on their own. So it's a skill. So you got to finesse, Right? You got to let them feel like they're getting there on their own. And even if they don't get there on their own, cool. You know, some people, people got to take responsibility for their, for their journey. I can't be, because the more you're invested in somebody else's stuff, it takes out of, you know, you have to sacrifice from what you're doing. All right. That's an investment that you could be making within you accomplishing your stuff. So for me, I think that the relationships um, the friendships will really be they'll really benefit in a lot of ways from just taking a step back and not critiquing, not critiquing. You know, however. The flip side of that is. And what I started off by saying is, I don't know if that's going to get them. To their desired result, but for me, what's comfortable for me is is critiquing. So I had to get. Dis- I had to get uncomfortable and search for discomfort when I really want to critique somebody. And I'm like, bro, they just doing it all wrong. You know, that's just my opinion. But I I went with the discomfort. And you know what? Five minutes later, a day later, I was so happy. I was so happy because I've been in these situations before. And even though I, you can get your whole point across, it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't end well. And they're probably pissed off at you. 
because you offered some critique and now they're definitely not going to do it because that's what the critique that you said, you suggested them doing it a different way. Now let's flip it for the people that want to accomplish, you know, certain things. And let's say when I'm on, um, you know, on that side of it, how do we get there? You know, how do we get to that point to where we're looking at certain things where, okay, I owe this person a phone call, a good friend, a phone call, but I'm just going to shoot them a text. No, the text is the easy way. Give that person a phone call. Ask that person to meet up with them. Talk about different situations in person rather than just shooting texts that can get misconstrued. Like, it's just choose discomfort because what do people want to do? It's easy to send a text. I don't have to deal with the person. I don't have to talk to them. I can just say what I want to say, press send, boom, it's done. I'm comfortable. But no, that's not going to necessarily get us to our desired result. So the next topic is learning more. How do we learn more? Our brain just and this is going to actually go into becoming stronger. The next topic, but our brain's a muscle, right? Just like, you know, you want to have you want to have a stronger you want to get stronger on squat. You want to get stronger on bench. You have to put yourself in uncomfortable positions. And that means putting weight that your body is uncomfortable with either on your back when you're squatting or on your chest, you know, when you're bench pressing. It's very simple. If you continue to do the things that your brain, that muscle or your other muscles are already comfortable doing, it's not going to stress them enough to where it can break your your body down and then grow back stronger. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And this is the same thing when it comes to becoming healthier. It is a lot easier. Think about it. There is Popeye's fast food, McDonald's on every corner. It's easy. It's cheaper. In a lot of cases, it, it's easy. Get a bag of chips, whatever, in the corner store, whatever. It's That's easy. That's easy. I remember going to Oklahoma during the pandemic, and <laughs> I found myself eating at the gas station, uh, you know, because at the time, you know, I wasn't, you know, right now I'm still not, you know, I'm not eating meat, fish, or eggs. I try not to eat the dairy, but I couldn't find much. And it was very, I had to go to a gas station, just say, hey, you know, they had, it was like a Wawa to kind of set up. I forget the name out there, but they, I just said, put whatever vegetables you got on a, on a, on a roll or what I have, like on a wrap. And, you know, just put some mustard and oil and vinegar in there or something like that. And that's what I found myself eating because everywhere else they didn't have options for me. And it was it was definitely a lot harder. It was a lot harder. Now, I'm fortunate because I'm back and forth between New York and Miami. But certain health choices, it's it's harder. They may it's almost it, it sucks, but it just is what it is. They make it very inconvenient for us to do the right thing. But. You still got to choose the road of discomfort. So, excuse me. In all these examples, think about the uncomfortable decisions that we have to make to get our desired outcomes. And then think about our day-to-day lives. Uh, We don't need necessarily trainers, teachers. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. We don't need trainers, teachers, friends, nutritionists, etc. to start, to start striving towards our goals in these areas we have we may not have all the info but we have enough info 
to get started. All right. For that starting point, we know what's healthy. We know what's not healthy. We know what to do to become more valuable on our jobs, to learn something new. We already went over all this stuff. We know. Now, I'm just talking about that first step. Now, of course, I think trainers, teachers, um, nutritionists, all these different things can be extremely valuable to us and help you know, us along our journey and take us to those next steps. Um, however, what exactly is the role that I see them fulfilling? It's more of an accountability role. I go to the gym all the time and I see people training. And what, what, what do they say? Uh, you know, what do the trainers say? They Typically, when the person comes in the gym, like, oh, you know what you got? Treadmill for a little bit or jumping rope for a little bit. Then you got this. Then you got that. Person already knows what to do. The person pretty much already knows what to do can can put themselves through that workout. They If they wrote down exactly what the workout was going to be, they could write it. I mean, they can write it down. They know exactly what it's going to be. However, just having that trainer is going to put the accountability on yourself and and have somebody else pushing you towards discomfort because you may not feel that you would put yourself in that position if it was just yourself. All right. So and somebody holding you accountable accountable. I don't want to downplay. I don't want to downplay trainers, teachers, nutritionists. I'm not downplaying it at all because. I would pay somebody a lot of money because just think about what accountability does. It helps you get to whatever result you're looking for. So if I can pay somebody to get me to the results that I'm looking for, how much do I need to pay you? Because I guarantee you that where, where my goals are, I guarantee you that what I pay you is going to be worth it. It's not going to be, I'm not going to pay you more than what I'm going to get out of life, whether that's um, money-wise or whether that's status-wise, whatever that is, whether it's health-wise, whatever, it's going to be worth it. I'm going to get a greater return than whatever I invest because you're holding me accountable. So I just want to make sure that I'm not downplaying them. So when it comes to winning and accomplishing our goals, so winning and accomplishing our goals, they both reside in a place within where we take full accountability and trust ourselves to take our own amazing advice. All right, I'm going to say that again. Winning and accomplishing our goals resides in a place within within us where we take full accountability and trust ourselves to take our own amazing advice because like we've been saying in this entire podcast we know what's right we know what's going to give us the results that we're looking for but for whatever reason and there's a lot of reasons they're not valid reasons in my head but hey to each their own we tend to always, I'm not going to say we tend, I'm just going to say we always choose the place of comfort. Average folk. That's what keeps us average. Nothing keeps people average more than doing what they're comfortable doing. Period. And nothing allows people to accomplish amazing feats more than moving in a direction and not even just moving in a direction, inviting discomfort, embracing discomfort, 
looking forward to discomfort, waking up like I can't wait to get uncomfortable because I know on the other side of that discomfort is what I'm looking for. That's my immortality. You know what I mean? That's my immortality. Think about it. Immortality. We're we're all looking for that in different ways. We're all looking for it in different ways, whether it's on the job, uh, making a certain amount of money to where it's like, yo, I can't be touched. Bringing a certain amount of value where I can't be touched. All these different things. But how do we do that? We have to do what everybody else is not willing to do. We have to do that. So I got a challenge for you all. For the next week, we're going to begin playing a game of discomfort. All right. The discomfort game. And we're all just going to play it with ourselves. So when we're tired, you know, challenge, just think about. And and a lot of this is just thinking about just think discomfort all day. Discomfort, discomfort, discomfort. What's the what's the the what's the choice here? We're all presented with stuff, whether we're going to take the stairs or the elevator. What's the most uncomfortable thing I can do? All right. Am I going to take the stairs when I'm tired? When I really want some Popeyes or McDonald's or I don't know, whatever else everybody's eating. Am I going to grab that salad when I'm feeling lazy? Am I going to hit the gym or am I going to just choose the couch and Netflix? When when I'm when I don't feel like being productive at work and I find myself just scrolling through Instagram Am I going to just continue to scroll through Instagram and make excuses as to why? Oh, no, I already got most of my work done. I already, you know, did reach my, you know, productivity level that, you know, I need to for today. Or are we going to double down and say, oh, nah, push the Instagram to the side. I'm going to make this time that I usually get on Instagram be the most productive part of my day. I'm going to look for every area Every part of the day that I'm usually not productive, how can I flip the switch? And imagine the exponential growth that we'll have. It's going to be, I guarantee you, we're all going to be that. That's those are those good addictions becoming obsessed. You know, when those positive endorphins are releasing our brains because we just we just won against ourselves. We won. All right, we won. Choosing discomfort and getting something out of it, that's winning. So I want us to notice all the areas in which we are always given the choice of comfort or discomfort. All right, notice those. Notice the decisions that we make. And then focus on which one, you know, which of these decisions gets us closer to the results and the outcomes that we are looking forward to. All right, and I'll finish off with this. I talked about immortality. I said immortality can only be achieved through discomfort. Immortality can only be achieved through discomfort. But the great thing about this, about life, is that we know exactly where we need to go we know exactly deep down we know what decision needs to be made so it's all on us the answers lie within right the secret to our success lies within because what does this say 
when when we understand deep down, we know exactly what the answer is. We know exactly what our approach should be, which choice to choose. That means that everything that we want to accomplish is on us. And that's all we can ask for. That's all a competitor can ask for. Is when the game's on the line, and it doesn't, you don't have to wait till the end of the game. You know, shoot, you got to put yourself in a position to have the game be on the line. But from the beginning of the game throughout of this marathon, this journey we call life, are we going to put ourselves in a position to get the results and win in life? Or are we just going to choose the couch and be comfortable and be average and waste time? And waste air and waste breath, all these different things, and just waste our lives. No. All right, we all have the power, the opportunity to do amazing things. We all do. And if we just develop a little bit of confidence, because it'll grow, it'll it'll snowball, but just have a little bit of confidence to just start, to just start, to just start choosing discomfort. We can have, we can achieve anything we want in life. All right. So with that, I'm going to let y'all go. Have an amazing week. Um, Strength and honor as always. You know, the only direction we move onward and upward. All right. So I appreciate y'all for kicking it with me. And let's just make sure this week that, you know, we, we take ownership of the choices and decisions we make. And that we put everything on us all right discomfort here we come embrace it y'all have a good one Ooh. Ah, we here big fish shit ooh, ooh. welcome to the podcast hope y'all enjoy it hope y'all learn something and most importantly we hope y'all elevate let's get uh-huh. it Represent it.